I'm Dr. Gene Hemsler, and you're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. For more than 25 years, my associates and I have been providing straightforward, no-nonsense advice for your financial questions. Email us at drgene at hemsler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired March 25th, 2017. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Good morning, good morning. You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest running, most respected. Money Show on the radio. I'm Troy Harmon. I'm here with Shauna Theriot, who is a CFP, works in our planning and implementation department as a managing associate. You I do am. some financial planning and managing. How about that? I, I, yeah, sure. she's got two hats. A woman of many hats. That's right. Right. And uh, a man of a head that would probably fit several hats. <laughs> yeah, quite the hat. Yeah. That's is with us. You hear his voice in the background. That is Jarrett McKenzie. He, well, too, right. has the CFP designation. Sean, I've missed one, though, and you let me pass it. CPA. CPA. CFP. Correct. Why do you yeah. let me do that? That's okay. All right, guys. Um, so uh, anybody that would have said, and they didn't, they weren't on. Jarrett wasn't on last week, so nobody said the market was going down, but it did. Yeah, that's because I said I it was going see. up, oh, like yeah. I told you. Uh, Jared, I probably could disprove that with just a little bit of time and some uh, some audio tape. But well, uh, last time I was on though, when I said it was going up and it went down, yeah, which we were talking about my contrarian predictions here. So right, it's, so, it's holding so, true because you so had me like saying, three weeks in a row. I said it was going down, and then it, you know we it had would this, go up, right? Yeah. So, so we should do the opposite yeah. of what that's you right. say. Exactly. Well, that's I, what I, I tell I my clients too. <laughs> you know. Don't listen to me. <laughs> How valuable is advice like that? Buy high and sell low. Well, is that what you, you just got to know to always kind of do the opposite, you know? They yeah. know that. <laughs> I like to make wow. it as complicated as possible. Yeah, you know, you're, uh, you, you're making it even more complicated now. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so the market was down 1.15% uh, this week, uh, led lower by... Of all things financials, financials. yeah, down 3.39 percent. Uh, there was a time earlier in the in the uh, year where financials led the market. Uh, they've surely still led the market since the election, with uh, mm -hmm. all the news that we expected to hear for for uh, lesser regulation. Uh, part of the reason that the market um, has struggled is because we saw news this week that uh, maybe there's problems with a health care bill. If that mm -hmm. gets pushed off, then we've got more issues with uh, potential for tax uh, being lowered. This is one of those things, you know, we talk about it all the time. The financial markets are forward-looking. Right. Uh, we do expect, you know, when we hear news, we do expect it at some point to come true. Um, and then when things get thrown into gears, we start worrying, second-guessing ourselves. We, we lost 1.15%. market's still up 5.5%, which is about half, a little better than half, mm -hmm. of a normal annual uh, return on the market. So uh, if you add this to uh, the almost 5% that we got from the beginning of uh, November, we're still up. Up to. Yeah, we're up almost 10%. So, yeah. uh, you know, everything considered, it's uh, we're still in a, in a, a 
very positive market. I think it's funny when you watch the financial news, and hopefully I'm the only person in this room that ever watches that stuff, but I do it as part of my job, uh, is, is uh, you see the media and, and, you know, the Trump rally's over. We're down 1%. The first time we've had a negative 1% return right. in like 110 days. Right. And, you know, Katie Barr, they're over, it's over. We're never going to be able to uh, revive this rally. <laughs> Things are over. Just they went from saying Dow thirty thousand to that's it. Yeah, everything's well, yeah. falling down. Yeah, <laughs> what's funny is they will get you in a in a spot if you listen to them and acted on it every single day. Uh, number one, you'd probably lose your mind. Right. And, uh, and number two, you would probably do some real crazy things. I mean, you know, it would. Did did any of your clients? Sell out of the market this week, Sean? No, they didn't even call me about the market, no actually. Call. I had one call, Here? but no, there wasn't much action about it at all. It was more about the health care and people, you know, I think rightfully so, seeing it as already priced in sort of this reform and what may happen. And these headwinds do seem to have held things back a little bit this week. But, I, right. you know, I mean, that's partly people taking profits, too. we got clients that are raising for liquidity right now, and, and certainly some of that may be driving some of the correction as well. Not to say that's sure. what's behind it, but it, it yeah. may just be contributing to it, so. Right. Well, I, you know, I would not argue with anybody that said fundamentally the market looks expensive. It looks expensive to me as well. Is it overblown? I don't think so. I, you know, all things considered, uh, what we've seen is a bigger run-up than I would have expected. In fact, you sure. know, we go back to the election. I didn't expect that Donald Trump was going to win the election. Right. Uh, he did. It means something much different than what we would have had, I think, if, if we had gone the other way and Hillary Clinton had won. Uh, but... You know, all things considered, the market does what it does. Uh, well, clearly him winning wasn't priced into the market or it wouldn't have done what it absolutely did, Absolutely right? not. Yeah, right. right, yeah. Oh, and, and you could argue that both ways because of the night of uh, the election, you saw the Tanked. market tank. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it, Dow futures down 800 points or mm-hmm. something? It was atrocious. Yeah. And uh, by lunch the next day, it was up, and it was just moderate, you know, a little bit, not, not a huge gain. Uh, but as time has gone on. Uh, we see that uh, he he and, you know, the cabinet and uh, uh, the Republican Party and pretty much uh, anybody who was who benefited from the from his win uh, as president has talked in a, in a manner that they do wish to reduce regulation, reduce taxes, mm-hmm. all things that uh, that cost businesses money, uh, you know, regulation and taxes uh, and, and individual investors, it costs them money as well. So uh, it's, it shouldn't be strange that, uh, that the market has done what it's done since then. Um, point is, you know, don't, uh, don't set your clock by what the, the uh, media says when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to the financial markets. Uh, we do have some information out this week as far as the economy goes. Uh, industrial production was flat in February, uh, poor showing than consensus. Um, seems like uh, utility weakness. So this is related to warm weather, right? We had a warmer than expected we did. winter. And then all of a sudden it got cold for a minute. Uh, it yeah. did. Hopefully it killed enough bugs. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> it, it, like it, the same time yeah, it killed true. some industrial production. So. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) University of Michigan consumer sentiment uh, was out this week as well, rose to uh, 97.6 from 96.3. Minor increase, but it's still an increase. Um, You know, it's it's getting us back to uh, current economic conditions improve, rising to their highest level since 2000 on the strength of improved household finances. So uh, there you go. Uh, Consumers still looking very healthy, uh, has a great outlook, and that generally benefits um, Benefits our our economy over the long haul. 
Uh, MBA mortgage applications, this is one of those weekly things we look at. Um, they were down last week following three consecutive increases. Uh, composite index decreased 2.7%, uh, mostly on the heels of uh, or on the, uh, the, the lack of support from refinances, which is this surprising you? We see rising interest rates yeah, and refinances fall. I mean, this right. is news that, uh, that makes sense no matter you know, uh, who you are, you see interest rates rise. People don't refinance as much. But what's interesting, though, the 30-year average fell, actually. Uh, yeah. But that's... It's still, well, this is this is over the week, so it's it's down right. from previous weeks. Right. So that's, that's right. what had some some issues. But I, would you think going forward we're still going to have fewer and fewer refinances? Of course. You would expect And, that and the, I think know, everyone has already refinanced for the most I would part. Hope. I mean, <laughs> if you haven't, you missed a huge opportunity. Right. If uh, if your credit is worthy and, uh, and you know, you can, you're within our earshot, then you should probably go immediately if you have not refinanced. Yeah. Yeah, I think most people care. have, and that's sort of why we've been, we'll probably continue to see that decline. I don't, I don't disagree. Yeah. Uh, existing home sales came out. Uh, it looks like they slipped in February 3.7% below January total, so a decline still 5.4% above the total, totals from uh, February. Uh, and uh, uh, that's February of 2016, so the year-over-year year is still positive, right. although the month-over-month month is, is a decline. Uh, jobless claims, this is one of the spots that it's still just strong as, what do we normally say, horse breath? I think I've heard that. I'm Southern, so <laughs> maybe maybe Jarrett's the only person that understands my oh, language. What do you I, think? That's right. Strong. I know exactly where breath. you're talking about. Troy. Oh yeah, <laughs> with you. you did. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, we had uh, unemployment benefits rose slightly. Uh, still, you know, you look at the longer term numbers, and um, it's still relatively flat. There's, uh, you know, there's got to be a case made here that we're very near. Uh, full employment, which has generally been considered around an unemployment of 5%. We're at, what, 4.7%, I believe it is at the moment. Um, new home sales, sales of the new, uh, new single-family homes trending upward. February new home sales increased 6.1%, uh, which is uh, more than makes up for the drop that we had in December. It's 12.8% above the February 2016 numbers. So uh, all things considered... Economic news is not too bad this week. Yeah. Got uh, a little bit higher uh, interest rates and uh, markets markets down. Yeah, things still seem stable. It's just a little bit of the, the health care news, right, that's right. Yeah. holding we'll things back it, a little bit. I think we call it a bump in the road. Yep. Um, you know, it's uh, when you get, when you get uh, prices that are at a level that, you know, there's pretty much consensus that things are a little expensive, uh, it's not surprised to see. A little bit of negative news drive the market lower, but this is still not. I mean, we have 5% um, declines on average twice a year, right. 10% once, once a year. year. This is nowhere near that. All right, guys, well, let's uh, take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back with some Dog of the Week. All right, guys, uh, a little bit of a different, it's not really a dog of the week this week. It's more of a turtle. <laughs> you always find the animal ones. I, well, I mean, I love it. Why not? 
This, uh, this comes out of Thailand, and it's a very sad story. Is that right? Basically, those people who throw money in a fountain might cause the demise of the sea turtle that lives within the fountain. There was a sea turtle in Thailand who, this week, it was reported that the, the turtle had to undergo surgery. Uh, complications from the surgery caused it to die. Aww. It's a big sea turtle. And wow. this thing had to have, how, how much, it ate a coin, right? A coin? Or how about 11 pounds what? worth of wow. coins? Thought it was food. I mean, it's it a mistake, shiny. I guess. People threw money in there. Uh, the turtle's name uh, is Omsen, which translate, translates in Thai to piggy bank. Yeah. <laughs> piggy bank, the turtle, died Aww. from eating money. Anyway, when you, you know, that's I go, sad. there's there's a, a place in Kennesaw that's got uh, carp, uh, koi in a pond. Sure. Uh, you know, they're quite colorful. Might be goldfish. I don't know what the difference is, to be honest with you. I just know that they won't let me in when I take my fishing pole. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know why not. I can't figure it out either. But uh, I will tell you that I'll never throw my coins in the in the mouth of the carp, especially now, knowing that the, fi- the uh, turtle died, they said, from... From blood poisoning. Oh wow! And from eating coins. Thought you were going to say copper. Yeah, very sad. Like, well, it's a, yeah. This is a. <laughs> I don't know if they were copper or silver or. Yeah. Well. I'm not sure what Thai coinage is uh, minted from, but uh, it is a sad story. And and this is a, a public service announcement. Don't throw your money away like that. Jarrett McKenzie can right. help you throw figure it this out something way. better to do with it. <laughs> Give you my address. That's right. Well, I mean, let's face it. If you throw money at Jarrett McKenzie, he throws it back with interest. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's there right. Go. Well, on that note, why don't we give out our contact information so they know that? how to yeah, do that? <laughs> uh, you can call and talk to Jarrett. You can probably even talk to Shauna. Absolutely. You might even talk to me, but it's a rare occasion that I answer the phone. <laughs> uh, you can reach us at uh, 770-429-9166. Uh, and we, have, uh, we, we love to answer financial questions. Uh, we will get to that a little bit later. Uh, you can also, and we have one of these today as well, you can call in on our question hotline. It's uh, 1-855-429-9166. Uh, and you can also reach us online. You can email us at... Uh, uh, Dr. dot com. that's spelled H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R, Hensler. Uh, if you just wanted to do that on Google, you can probably figure out our, our, uh, uh, our what am I thinking of? The, the, our website? Sean, you're looking at the me. The expert line? <laughs> our website. It's a website. It's a website. I'm not very technically savvy. I can't even say the word. How about that? Anyway, you can catch us on Facebook, Snapchat, I think, maybe even LinkedIn. I know we're on LinkedIn. Snapchat, I'm not so I'm sure I'm not sure, but I don't know. I'm not maybe, that. maybe that's in the forefront of my mind because we got a question about it this oh, week. And right. Hopefully we get to that one. Yeah. Uh, guys, right now, though, we have a... Uh, financial planning topic that uh, we want to talk about. And I'll turn that over to you, Shauna. And sure. Well, we figured since one. it's tax time and this this question always comes up about a home office deduction, uh, you know, uh, this particular question that we got our situation is a married couple and they're looking at um, taking a different job and the pay is going to be less, but they can work out of their house. So they thought, well, maybe with a home office deduction, the pay would be comparable, et cetera. So um, you can look at it like that. <clears throat> There's a couple things. So if you're self-employed or, you know, you have to look at the, the different tests. So if you're, if you're self-employed or if you work for an employer, number one, it has to be your primary place of residence. So if your employer doesn't offer you a place to work or you're, you're a telecommuter, basically, or if you're self-employed, then you can look at it like that. 
and it has to be exclusive and regular use. There's a test for that as well to be able to say, okay, this portion um, of my home is deductible potentially. And so it could, there's a couple ways to calculate it. I won't get into that, but you know, you can look at it as this portion of my house, if it is exclusive and it meets those tests, can be um, deducted on your tax return. So if you use it for the business during the week and on the weekend, you use it for personal use, it fails the test, right? Correct. Yeah. It totally fails. You can't even per- it has portion to be exclusive. It has to be wow. exclusive. Okay. Yeah. It does have to be exclusive to do yeah. so. So, but but uh, you can look at things like, you know, even inventory rooms and, mm-hmm. you know, if it's exclusively for holding inventory or. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, in looking at what expenses are covered under that, it could be, um, you know, it can look at rents, utilities. Um, it cannot be just a primary phone line coming in. But if you have long distance calls, you can, you know, use that as well. Um, you know, even maintenance in, in, on your home. So 20% of your home is an office exclusively used for business, and, you know, you do some sort of painting or maintenance, 20% of that could be deductible. All right. Uh, and it doesn't have to just be in the space that you've deemed as correct part of the, part of the office. So how do you deal with things like Internet and, you know, other stuff that you're using for both things? I mean, does that, does that play into this at all? If, if say, you've got an online business, and, of course, part of the Internet usage that you have each month is for uh, business purposes. Is any of that deductible? Or does it, can you write any of that off? Yeah. So, I mean, if you have specific lines set up directly just for the business, then that can be just written off if it's just a business expense through your business. But if it's used for, you know, utilities, for example, or you can't just say, well, this, this <laughs> you know, portion. was what, right. So right. it is a percentage, actually. So you can take a percentage of your utilities. You can't say, like, this one line is, unless you have a separate line for something, you know, like a phone line. Right. or what have you, or a separate internet line, mm-hmm. then you could say that that full amount is for the business, but otherwise it's a percentage Okay. typically. Or you can do the actual expense based on, you know, like I said, if it's just for that business right. directly for it. Okay. Well, now, I have heard before that the IRS, this is like a red flag for them. Is that, I mean, is it, I, I know it's a concern for many people that it, you know, kind of, Makes them a standout for a for a situation where they might be looked at a little bit closer. Yeah, I I mean it can be a red flag. Um, you know it, it certainly can be, but it is common. Yeah. Um, so you know it is it's definitely it's definitely you know more looked at, um, than anybody with a standard you know no deductions like that. But sure. I don't know that it's a huge red flag. Well, I think yeah. it'd probably be to the extent in which you're writing it off, right? I mean if I'm doing the entire value of my house and saying that that's the business, well, that would be a red flag. But sure. I think that in the test is based on square footage and then a rate that's applied to each square foot. Yeah, and there's so a couple of different ways to calculate it. That's, that's one way to do it. Or if it's, you know, 20% of, you, you can do it based on if it's 20% of the square foot of my house or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know I keep going back to 20%, but obviously, you know, it looks at how much the square footage of this room versus the rest of my house, what right. percentage is that? So maybe if you're above a certain <clears throat> rate or total, then maybe the the... Uh, red flag it goes up a little bit quicker if it's if it seems more you know a bigger portion or something like that. Right, so, right. I would imagine that if you know as long as you know the rule and you live specifically by the rule that you're probably not going to have any problems. Even if you were audited, to, you know, right, um, you're still going to be able to cover it. Well, working with an accountant too directly, you know, we have CPAs here on staff. If, sure. if there's any question, you know, working directly with them to make sure you're doing it correctly and and it's. Legitimate, and then obviously, if you're audited, they would help you in that. But um, that's that's always a great idea is to ask the professional. That's right. If you're going to have an issue, make that's sure right. that you get it get it covered, get it in front of a a uh, tax preparer, somebody that knows the law maybe better than you, and uh, probably might have even seen a, an audit 
with this as a, ta- a, a topic. Sure, right? absolutely. All right. Um, well, guys, I've uh, got a question here, and uh, we gave the information out earlier, but if you have questions during the week, you can always give us a call at 770-429-9166. Or you can uh, you can call into our question hotline one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. You can leave your audio question and uh, we'll answer it on the air. I'll do one of those a little bit later, but for now we've got uh, John from Noonan who uh, writes. I've been watching Brascom SA for a little over six months. It seems to be growing faster than other chemical companies and has a pretty good dividend yield. Uh, would you recommend this as a buy? I, I would have an idea that uh, probably over the last six months, especially over the last 10 or 12 months, maybe back even as far as February of last year, uh, you would see that most chemical companies have uh, appreciated, and there's a good reason for that. Oil has appreciated. Uh, but it's really, you know, trying to buy something off the fact that it's it's going up. Let's hurry up. <laughs> Dr. Gene <laughs> used to say, Dr. Gene used to say, yeah, this thing's been flying. He said, uh, let's hurry up and buy it before it goes down. Uh, exactly the wrong thing that you want to do, right? Uh, but the symbol on this company, I almost hate to give out because I am at the end going to be telling you not to buy it, but uh, it's BAK. Uh, it is a, a chemical company out of Brazil. Uh, they uh, create petrochemicals, polyolefins, vinyls. You know, it's uh, got yeah, U.S., U.S., Europe uh, uh, exposure, uh, as well as, obviously, South America doing some stuff in Brazil. Uh it, this really is not the kind of company that I would normally recommend. Uh, not very profitable. Uh, it's got expected growth of negative 1.2% in uh, earnings. So uh, even though it has been profitable recently, uh, as far as an investment goes with the stock going up, the, the underlying business is not a very profitable one. Uh, you know, ROA of 4.3%. It's very uh, indebted with a 62.5% return on equity, which means it has very little equity if you're only mm-hmm. getting a uh, return on assets of slightly over 4%. does have uh, a dividend that's at 7.38%. I say it all the time. If your dividend is over 5%, there's probably a problem. The market is telling you that that's not sustainable. Um, so anyway, I'm saying... Do not buy. In fact, sell, sell it. Braskem if you own it. So let's take a quick break, and we'll come back in just a few minutes uh, with more questions. Broadcasting from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia, this is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon. I'm here with Shauna Theriault as well as Jarrett McKenzie. And I think this music just runs on forever no matter what button you push. (laughs) I think Kelly Lynn fixed Karaoke. it up. It's, uh, it's hard to say exactly what happens. But uh, we are uh, answering some financial questions. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, we do have a new audio line. And we got a call this week from Daniel with a question about McDonald's. And we'll just listen to and see what he's got to say. Then we'll answer the question. Hi, this is Daniel from Lawrenceville. Uh, my question is, I saw an article recently um, about McDonald's customers not liking the healthier options they've added in recent years which has caused the company to lose some market share. Um, I've owned McDonald's stock for about five years, and I haven't really seen this stock hurting. What do you think about what they did 
wrong uh, and how they'll move forward. Thanks. All right, Daniel. Uh, what did they do wrong? I couldn't tell you because I'll be honest with you. Uh, it, the stock has done extremely well. Yeah, it, it's yeah. been it's been awesome for the last couple of years. And uh, part of the part of the news that was uh, the reason that they had kind of a revenue turnaround and uh, they had drawn so much attention was because of their all day breakfast. Oh, yeah. You know, we we saw the all day breakfast uh, introduced. What was that? Late 2015, I believe it was. Uh, And the stock is up over 30 percent in the last couple of years. I mean, how in the world do you? So you think people just go there for the breakfast? No, but I think (laughs) I think the additions to revenues and that certainly gave it a jolt, didn't it? It did. Yeah, absolutely. It it helped revenues for sure. And you know, I I sit and read uh, some of these. uh, I've seen statistics, and you know what they say about statistics. It's a a, uh, a lies, they blank are. lies, and statistics in that order as far as uh, you know whether or not you want to listen to the stuff. But I've heard that uh, millennials are really not big McDonald's fans. I don't, I don't know that I get it. Uh, but I read through the article. He was he was kind enough to send us an email with the article, and I was I was able to read through it. And basically, what it's saying is uh, that yes, there is a faction in the market that wants um, that wants healthier choices and they don't want them from mcdonald's Hmm. now maybe that's true but i think mcdonald's probably did a good thing if you recall a few years ago there was some some uh, news about people uh especially lower income individuals who would eat at mcdonald's quite often it's not really mcdonald's fault but they were going to be sued because they didn't have healthier options so uh, i know if you go there i take my kids there yeah maybe i'm an unfit father who knows (laughs) But uh, the the thing is, uh, you can get apples with your apple. Yeah. You can. You don't have to eat the fries. Right. You can get water. You don't have to drink out of the fountain. I mean, there's there's all kind sure. of options. And why wouldn't you want options if uh, you know somebody goes into to McDonald's? You can have it either way, right? You can yeah. eat it fried and greasy as you want. But the story that I think he's referencing is is um, more about when you go to McDonald's, you want just that that uh, burger joint experience. And and I'm not so sure that what you're seeing in, in a uh, reduction in market share, and, and let's face it, market share is tough to, to get a fix on. Yeah. Um, I have seen statistics that show maybe 4%. In fact, it was in the story uh, that, that he's talking about. Um, uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of that is kind of a uh, – things tend to overshoot. When you got the ability to get uh, breakfast all day long, right. people go there, you know, Early in the in the uh, cycle, enjoy the breakfast, and then as time goes on, it wears off a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if that's it. Uh, let's face it, as a as an investment, McDonald's is awesome. Some of the most profitable businesses, uh, return on assets, 14.3 percent, uh, long term growth expectations uh, about better than nine and a half percent annually. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, dividend almost three percent in the dividend. I know yeah. we uh, we recommend the stock internally, uh, and many of the folks that have bought it bought it 10 years ago. Yeah. Think about the return, the, the uh, yield on cost, especially if you bought it 30% ago. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the, right. the, the dividend uh, relative to the cost of this stock, if you bought it back then, is yeah. still awesome. So uh, EVA spread, which I like to look at a lot, which is return on invested capital minus the cost of capital uh, at almost 15%, 14.93. It is very rare to find a stock uh, in the market today 
that has fundamentals that, that are supported like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I still believe that, that McDonald's is awesome. Um, when it comes to fast food, they're at the top of the chain, kind of the king of the hill, hill effect. And it wouldn't be surprised for people to come at them and, and knock down market share here and there. But I think they've done a pretty good job of not only – uh, maintaining but growing it with some of the ideas they've had in the past few years. Uh, yeah, it doesn't appear they're doing much wrong. I mean, I, I certainly think they're moving in the right direction. You almost have to come up with a healthy solution these days. If you don't have that, you, you are effectively cutting off some of the otherwise what would be market share. Right. And so while while some of the market share may have declined, as Daniel mentioned, certainly isn't hurting their business. But, you know, I mean, having the healthy solution might bring in somebody. That, yeah, they're going to get a salad, but maybe they get a McFlurry too. Yeah, well, you know, think about it, the mothers out to, there. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've got kids, and when my kids were two years old, they see the arches and they want to go there. They had never been to McDonald's. Right. How in yeah. the world? I, it's marketing. They've, right. they've been marketed to on the television, yeah. and it looked like an awesome thing to go do. Even get the non-electronic toy. <laughs> yeah. who, who don't like a little bit of value added with the meal, right? <laughs> that's right. Sometimes I yeah. get the that, That's yeah, actually a really good point. So I can get the toy. Yeah, the, the branding is, is drives a lot of their business. That's a great point. Right. I, I did see what, something once that they showed children, I think it was under five, you know, the Nike check, the McDonald's arches, a few other things that you think that they would know, maybe, maybe more patriotic-related stuff. And they identified the arches before anything else. Yeah. And they had no idea, you know. Yeah, what it means. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but they could identify it. So I know uh, some moms are driving down the road. It's lunchtime. You see the you see the arches and the kids start yelling. What are you going to do? <laughs> Once in a while, you're going to pull in and say, oh, whatever, yeah. make some hush. Yeah. And while you're in there, you can get the kids something that's maybe not the healthiest, but you could yeah. also eat healthy. I mean, why in the world wouldn't you have options? And when, it's the, when they're on every corner, I mean, it makes it that much easier to do if you just swing in because yeah. everywhere you look, <laughs> they're yeah. there. And don't they own all the real estate? I mean, I, I, well, I think I read somewhere. Well, they have a lot of franchises. Right, but all the, all the uh, pieces of property that the McDonald's are on, the lots, I, th- I think are they have a big real estate portion of their business, don't they? Yeah, I, now that I would I uh, would have to check into deeper, but I, I do believe that a, a whole lot of their real estate is owned. In fact, it's a, a you know this is some of the ways that uh, current day uh, um, inv- well investment, uh, especially like. Uh, Private equity firms try to buy into a company and then they'll, you know, do a sell lease back and, and release value in their own minds. This happened with uh, not Red Lobster, but uh, uh, some of the restaurant companies are doing that these days. I know Eddie Lampert did it with Kmart when he wanted to buy. Uh, mm. You know, he bought Kmart, sold the real estate and was able to take the, the cash and go buy other businesses. But, uh, uh, yeah, that real estate and especially – when you think about it, the land is on the books more yeah. often than not at cost. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been there for 30, 40 years. How much appreciation and value mm-hmm. do you think that's yeah. happened there? So uh, it, that's a tactic that a lot of folks use, uh, you know, with private equity firms to try to do that. It's If I'm telling you about it on the radio, it's no secret anymore, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, Daniel, hang on to your McDonald's. We're still big fans. Um, and I think while they have lost a little bit of market share, it's still, you know, the king and uh, still doing great. Fundamentals are, are awesome. Uh, we got another question here from Robert from Marietta. says, I'm interested in your opinions on Snapchat. It had a nice, strong open, and now it seems to just be plodding along. I was expecting it to skyrocket like Facebook. I think Facebook stumbled out of the blocks much worse it than did. Uh, it did. Yeah, much worse than Snapchat did. But, uh, you know, all that uh, in the background, what is Snapchat? 
Something my daughters are not allowed to get. No, you know what? Something (laughs) my daughters are not allowed to get either, and I don't know Mm -hmm. when I'd be comfortable. No. You know, I I got kids that are teenagers, and uh, there's really no reason for anything that you send or receive to disappear, but that's the way they do it. Snapchat is a a huge, just like most of these other technologies today, if you can get the app on your phone, it's an advertising piece, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, it's funny. I was reading that Snap, as I guess that's they've been, changed it, right? Right. Oh, they have. Yeah, it's, it's not Snapchat chat anymore, and I think it did it right about the same time. It, mm-hmm. it IPO'd or initial public sure. offering had uh, March first of this year, so it's been out less than a month. Um, I think you can't short a stock until it's thirty days in the market, yeah. so you can't <laughs> even short it yet. But uh, <laughs> Um, well, they, they appear to have their hands in quite a bit of things now. You know, it's funny because the story I read was about how it started, and it was about this disappearing video app, and right. now it's just morphed into so much more. Uh, but, you know, any time a company IPOs like that, initially the people who are making the money are those that underwrote the initial public offering or that IPO that happened. Now, it's right. not to say there's not real value there and that you can't make it or continue to make it going forward, but it's probably going to take some time to establish a trend of profitability and those kind of things for the market to really get a good hold on what is the true value of this because right now traders are making money. No. Well, even the company's been talking about it. It's, it's going to be advertising no matter what they do. Um, right. But, you know, all things considered, uh, IPO'd at $17.00. Right now, it trades for a little better than 2250. Uh, has a negative ROE 38.7 percent, mm-hmm. negative EVA spread 42.3 percent growth in revenue. This is where the stock has has got any uh, attraction if it's got any at all. Uh, over the last three years, 1,942 percent increase in revenue uh, over the past 12 months around 590%. So uh, revenue is growing. I think they probably just got that figured out so that they can, uh, uh, you know, get uh, get more in the revenue stream. They'll probably be profitable at some point, but we cannot recommend speculating. <laughs> and that's what this is, a speculation. And yep. Until they get some earnings, let's hang on. Let's watch it a little while. All right, guys, you're listening to Money Talks. We'll uh, go pay some bills, and we'll be right back. Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with uh, Shauna Theriault and Jarrett McKenzie talking about fun stuff like stocks and Snapchat. And, well, <laughs> Snapchat stock, right? That's right. right. We're actually right. talking about more than that. I mean, yeah. where else can you go to make yourself look like a puppy? I, you, you know, they got those little pieces you can <laughs> Oh, those are rainbow weird. coming out of your that mouth. That's weird. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Strange. Jerry, when I look across it... the table at you, I wonder if they have a donkey <laughs> app. I'm just saying. I, I mean Wait, it in the nicest what? way. Democrat, gotta, right? No? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. You, you don't have to put that kind of stuff on the air, though. I mean, come oh, on, Troy. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought hey, we were Jared, friends I'm, here. I, we are friends. I was just trying to throw people so you can't be identified in public. Oh, okay. Okay. I like where you're going with that. Yeah, no, you can stay. you can stay undercover. All right, guys, we do have quite a few more questions. We'll see how many we can get to. Uh, one of them here is from Carla from Ackworth. says, uh, I'm a grandparent, and I want to help with uh, education costs. However, because of my age, I likely won't be around when my, children, when my grandchildren go to college. 
I have specific wishes, the type of school they attend and where they live. How can I guarantee my money will be used how I wish? That's a tough question, I guess. Yeah, you know, it's um, pretty dynamic. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're given the money and you want to make sure that things happen the way you wish, um, you guys got a solution for that one? Well, really, I, I, you know, we we were talking about this uh, during the break, and really, the only thing you can do is to um, direct from the grave, if you will, is to have something in trust, a document that tells the trustee exactly what you want done with the money and how. And there could be gifting issues of that, but you can set up an education trust um, to direct where the money goes. So really, you know, there, there's a lot of um, strategies for gifting during your lifetime and, and paying for college during your lifetime, but the only way to direct from the grave is in trust. All right. Yeah, there are a lot of plan, planning strategies to, you know, plan for grandchildren or children for that matter. Uh, you know, there's a lot of options available these days and ones that make a lot of sense. But to Shauna's point, if you want guarantees, the only way you're going to get that beyond the grave, as she said, is, is to establish the trust, which there can be a lot of caveats with that. So while you would be getting the benefit of having some decision-making power, you know, post-mortem, you might also, uh, you know, run into issues like, you know, your gifts are irrevocable. So right. w- once that happens, you can't go back and change your mind down the road if the grandchild upsets you or something along right. those lines. Right. You know, so there, you can't, okay. there's no so take you can't take the money back, and they'll be getting to go to the school you wanted them to, not getting that. Uh, That's right. And, you know, I mean, the trust taxes are higher, and you're going to run into legal and accounting fees and those kinds of things. And so there there are some, some cons, if you will. And, and while the pro is certainly that, yes, that, that's going to be as close to a guarantee as you can get, you know, giving the trustee some direction as to here are my wishes and this is how I'd like the money to be used, uh, there's going to be some, some drawbacks to that as well. So uh, you, you kind of got to weigh what's right and what makes the most sense for you, Carla, but uh, that's the only way you're going to get a guarantee in this respect. And, you know, as we said, there's a lot of other ways you can go about planning for college. And, you know, if you want to know more about those, you can cer- certainly reach out to us and we can help you with uh, what those options might be for you. But as far as guarantees go, the, the trust is going to be about your own and the, route. the language you would expect in there is either going to a specific school I Folks, wouldn't name it the money, or, right? Or, or a type of school, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. If, the if, degree, if, maybe. You know, even. gosh forbid, if if a school went under, then you know you're really limiting what a trustee oh, can yeah. do. But no, you know, you may be able to. And I'm not an attorney. We do have attorneys that can help you. But you know, you may be able to set aside a portion in your will that says, okay, upon my death, I want this portion to go to this trust for this. So you're not really funding yeah. it right now, right. but it's funded when you die. And so obviously, the longer you live, um, the less that you need in trust. So maybe you are able to see the grandkids go to college, and you just change language in the will so there's right. ways around you can work with it as well. well and you can stipulate too that you don't maybe you don't want the grandson buying the corvette to go off to college so that maybe it's only used for tuition and books and right. room and board things like that i mean that that would be some of the direction that i would expect to see in a trust like this you know so that it's not used for these other things that hey i'm going to college and because of that i want to buy this really nice car no if you want it to be used specifically for school and and things that you know you would approve of then the trust would allow you to do that all right. Um, I'm not trying to make light of her situation, but if I could uh, make sure that my daughters don't date until they're 40, you think I could write a trust that says you don't get any money? You guys are well, laughing at me. Well, Come on. You could. This I don't know how well it holds up. This is a serious issue for a dad. 40? I mean, you know, I want them to be you mature. You want them to be 50 when she has kids? <laughs> hey, I'm There's just... health problems with that, too, you uh, know. Uh, 
right. I, I might have known that I was going to get pushed back. Oh, uh, yeah, just a little. All right. Uh, got another one here. Sylvia and Douglas from Kennesaw uh, says, uh, we saw that Sears dropped pretty significantly yesterday. I uh, must have gotten this one this week. Uh, seems like they've hit a rock bottom. It's a cheap, Is it cheap enough to buy? Um no, <laughs> and it won't be. <laughs> the, the, the question, <laughs> the question about uh, that I would ask initially is why did they drop? And I'll tell you why they dropped because this week they came out and they talked about the fact that uh, there might be some issues with them as a going concern. So, Shauna, as a CPA, what does that mean? A going concern. Going concern. Uh, generally, it means that within the next twelve months, the They're business may mm-hmm. not. Yeah, yeah, the main the business the, may not work at all. A I vague mean, way of saying we're in trouble. Operations fold up and go. Well, I mean, it, you would have to not read the news at all to know that they haven't been in trouble. Uh, just uh, this month, they sold. I think it was the ninth of March. They sold off uh, one of their um, most expensive, most valuable brands in Craftsman. They sold it to uh, Stanley Black & Decker. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you start selling off your assets, that mm-hmm. is a huge negative. And, you know, they said they got $900 million, I believe, for the for the asset. But if it's got value at all, you would expect that it was going to be able to, to uh, generate more than $900 million worth of value in the future, you know, if, if yeah. managed properly. I, I, I mentioned earlier in the show about Kmart being sold for its for its uh, real estate. Uh, what Eddie Lampert bought, the CEO of Sears Holding, uh, bought K, uh, Sears with with the money. He was He's also the CEO of Kmart and um, I think uh, has a huge stake in AutoZone. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're when you're uh, seeing a guy who's who's done some really brilliant things financially, um, it doesn't always translate into you know being able to run a retailer, especially in such a market as we have today, where it seems like everything's under pressure of Amazon. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know we see loads and loads of retailers that are still struggling. I think uh, not long ago H H Gregg came out and talked about bankruptcy. Uh, there's there's lots of businesses, retail businesses that are under pressure. Uh, you know. If you think about it, Sears was uh, kind of the, the um, Amazon of old. You could get right. a catalog in the mail. It had everything <laughs> a man would want, a woman would want, a person, anybody, I mean, and more. And, you know, you thumb through the book, you call the phone number, and voila, it shows up or it shows up in the store, and you can go pick it up. Well, that's one of the things I was going to ask you. I mean, how, how did they get here? Because it, it was a powerhouse at right. one point, you know. Yeah. And, and I always, I always known them for their appliances, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of right. people. Sears is a lot of different things to different people, and people today don't think of Sears at all when no. they go out and make a purchase. No. And part of that, you have to assume, is marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is they, they didn't move with the digital times. You can still get that insert in your Sunday paper, which used to work. Uh, but it just isn't working these days. And, uh, you know, a little bit of information. They do expect that earnings will grow 10% over the next three to five years annually, uh, but earnings growth looking the other direction is negative. Uh, in fact, almost 10% over mm-hmm. the last five years. Uh, earnings have fallen. Um, you've got uh, revenue that, revenue growth that's fallen. It's negative uh, 12%. Uh, but some of the numbers that are even worse, you got ROA negative 8.4 percent. This is this is another one of those companies that it's just not viable. And you look at the EVA spread again. This is return on invested capital less the cost of that capital. Their cost of capital with 84 percent debt at 5 percent is about 5 percent. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got uh, you've got a business. It, you can you can't tell me that that's a an arm's length loan. That's Eddie Lampert putting money into the business right. as a loan. Uh, so, you know, all things considered, I, I think that uh, uh, you hear the the bells tolling for Sears, and it's yeah. sad. All right, guys. Well, uh, we probably need to wrap up at this point. I'm going to ask Shauna, somebody that's a little more reasonable. <laughs> what do you think the market might do this week, Shauna? It's going to be up. Mark it up. I like that. Yeah, if you want to guess. But if you want the answer, I can tell you. Here that. we go. Here goes uh, Mr. <laughs> Contra McKenzie. What you got there, buddy? I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be down. But that, what that really that means, means it's, gonna be it's up. going so up. That means I'm right. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah I don't want right. I don't want to be contrary to Shauna's. A little confirmation to Shauna's up. All right. Um, well, you know me. I'm the broken record. I say the market's going up, and uh, we'll talk to you about it next week. You've listened to Money Talks. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Take care. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.